This is Move Out the Way with Alicia Lee and Angelina Rosario. This podcast was created to clear your path and balance your mind, body, and soul. So welcome back to MOTW. This is Alicia. This is Angelina. We're so excited to have everyone here. Thank you so much. Uh, So, you know, and we've had a few conversations on this show about rejection, about understanding that rejection is really just protection and things are always working out for us if you really just trust the process. So it's difficult, right? And it's, it's, (laughs) but the more confidence that you have in your beliefs and your wants, the easier it gets to trust this. And so I'm so excited for us to sit down with our guest today and have a conversation. We're going to talk about just rejection and finding your purpose. And so just like imagine inspiring to be a model, but having every modeling agency in New York City tell you that your body wasn't built to be a model and that you'll never make it. So, like, Mm. what do you do when the door that you want to open so badly just isn't opening up for you? So our guest today is Yami Mufti, and her journey as an aspiring model with a goal of making it on the cover of Sports Illustrated led her into a rewarding career in fitness as a certified trainer and coach. She's worked at Equinox in New York City. She's also the founder of a sustainable athleisure line. And through her work in fitness and coaching, she's empowered hundreds of women to reach their highest potential physically and mentally. Yami's going to share her story about finding herself and her purpose through rejection. Okay. Woo, I got goosebumps. I got, I got <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've mentioned this, but when you're spiritually grounded and you're guided by faith, if the door doesn't open, it's not your door. And you just Amen. need to move out the way. So let's yes. get into it. Let, let's get into Yami's Yami. interview. Oh my God. I think I have the first question I need to ask this. <laughs> I need to. Sorry. Yami, I'm going to go first. So what advice would you give to someone who's listening to us right now, who's tried multiple times to open a door that refuses to open? Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for that introduction. Thank you for having me. This is such a a full circle moment for me. I went to school with Alicia. We worked together. I I knew of Angelina through Alicia. And just, I mean, we can talk about that later, but um, I'm just very honored to be here. So thank you very much. Um, But to answer, answer your question, I think that I'm still living that. You know what I mean? I think that and Alicia mentioned it in the in the intro that when you are rooted in your faith, and I think the one thing that she was missing is the foundation. If you have that foundation, mm. um, that is what's going to guide you, and you're always going to go back to that because if you don't have that solid foundation, and you have, and you get rejected time and time and time and time again, what are you going to fall to? Right. Right. So, I think I'm still getting rejected in some things, and I think I'm still learning my true path and what my purpose is. Um, but the thing that's different now is that I have that solid foundation. Um, I think I've been quote unquote, a Christian for a couple years, but it hasn't been until this year that I've just, and again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but that foundation is there that it's a solid foundation. And I've always had him as a guiding light, but it's never been, it's always been like when I'm sad or when I'm angry or when something's not going right. I'm like, why? Like, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. 
I, I, what I've learned now is that you need him throughout the process. It's not just when you are in, in a war zone to say, or in a battle or an internal battle, or if you need a job or if you want to get an, I don't know, so many different things. And I think that's one of the biggest learnings that I have learned and have gone through this past year. Um, I think it's just having that foundation to fall back on Um, because, and and this is like such a, an open-ended question, but like when you really think about the rejection, like for me, let's just talk, it was modeling agencies or it was dance teams because I was too fat or too, whatever. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, that would have been great. But what, what would I have gotten from that? Mm. You know, my life would have been in a completely different direction, but I am so happy right now. Like I don't regret not making a dance team. I, my, my twenties probably would have been like, Hey, let's go. But (laughs) you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So that's like a really roundabout way to answer. Like looking back, I think, and I can say this now because I'm not like sad, but everything that I've done or I've been through has led me to this place right now. And I know that's like super cliche and you're like, I don't want to hear that when I'm crying over something, but and I mean, something happened to me yesterday and I had a huge setback with my company and I was, I've literally been crying every single day this week, but I've been reminded that every setback has been a comeback. It's a perfect place for these miracles to occur. So w- would you say that basically, you know, if someone who's tried multiple times to open a door, but it closes, just not take it personal. Like it yeah. wasn't the door for you. Right. Yeah. And I, we can talk about this later on, but I have something on my vision board and it represented, I don't know if you've heard of the Tone It Up girls. Um, yeah. They're a huge, yeah. So yeah, I'm very I put them on my them. vision board. I put them on my vision board because I wanted to be able to reach millions of women and right. not necessarily work with them, but just have the impact that they have on women. And I, you will never believe I was reached out by the fitness director of Tone It Up this past a couple months ago and they're like we want to bring you on and I said <laughs> like they were not even on my radar and I didn't even think about my vision board but one day I was working mm. here and I look over and I was like right I was like oh my gosh so all that to say is that sometimes the dreams we want are not going to look like what we envision so I'm still impacting millions of girls but not the way I thought I was and I'm right. getting chills thinking about this right. because like again I I've never I didn't aspire to work for Tone It Up I mean, they're a great company, but that's not what I, in my head, that was not my vision is my plan to work with them to impact millions of women. You know, it's sometimes our dream doesn't always look like, like we might have that dream in our heart, but what our, our visions in our heart does not necessarily look like they will in, in the future, but that doesn't mean that you're not doing what you want to be doing. Yes. Yes. It does make a lot of sense. And, you know, it's just, as we ending this question, I would say is, you know, God's rejection is really God's protection because we're playing way too small, right? We're playing way too small and he knows the future. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you were playing too small and he had a way bigger plan for you. Yeah. 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 So we were just talking (laughs) about this. Yeah. I love that. So Yami, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, just your story, you know, how you got to where you are today where'd you grow up your nationality a little just a little bit on that yeah so I grew up well I was born in Dominican Republic moved to New York when I was three um 
stayed in New York, New Jersey until about fifth grade. My parents hated the cold, so we went down south to Florida. Um, and in Florida, I went to, uh, what was that? Uh, elementary, middle school, high school, and college. Went to school with Alicia, middle school, high school, and college. <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh, wow. We did. I know. Yeah. 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 And um, I mean, I was a dancer my entire life, and I wanted to continue that all through high school, all through college. And um, I always knew that I was like a little bit thicker, but I didn't think it was like a problem. Fast forward to college, I auditioned for my dance team. And the first year, I um, didn't get it. And so as like, I wanted constructive criticism thinking that, you know, I haven't danced in a year. It's my technique. <laughs> and um, the coach took me aside. And she's like, you're great. Um, you're just a little bit too big. And that was the first time I had ever heard something like that. So I just took it with a grain of salt. And I was like, okay, great. I'll diet for a year come back next year, work on my technique as well, and then audition and get in. I can do this. A full year, strict dieting, get back. The year later, I audition, same thing. And I said, okay, let's try this again because I like to reach the goals that I have for myself. doesn't matter like how stupid I look. Like I will do things time and time again because if it's in my heart, I'm like, it's in my heart. So I got, I got to do this. So if it's here, it's got to happen. Um, and so I did one more year and that's when the food kind of started like the, uh, eating habits weren't as healthy and I was over exercising and it started to like take a turn. And, um, again, I didn't, I didn't make it, but the difference with this time, she said number, I forget my number 17. I would love to talk to you. So everybody got there like, yes, you made it. You didn't make it. But I go to the side and she pulls me aside and she's like, listen. I love watching you. You make me want to watch you. You have improved dramatically. Your technique is great, but your butt's just a little bit too big. Oh, wow. And wow. I said, I didn't say anything. I started bawling and I ran out of the auditorium and it was so dramatic because a lot of the dancers that were already on the dance team followed me out because they've seen me so many times <laughs> and they're like, I'm so sorry about that. She's she's a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader like that's how they are like and I said I'm so bad. um and that's kind of where everything kind of started happening with the body image dysmorphia and just wanting to be super skinny and not eating and you know back in the day you I just everyone equated you don't eat you get skinny or you do a lot of cardio you get skinny um, and that's what happened. So then I, um, at the same time, I thought it would be smart to audition for the Miami Heat also got denied from that. And I said, well, this is great. And then I stopped dancing, which is my big, my biggest regret is that I stopped dancing. Um, and I think of that woman more than I think I should, <laughs> because how do you tell a girl that your body like to dance? Right. Like, the way you look doesn't matter with like it's, your abilities it's, to dance. Yeah. It's and, not, and it's, it's the body you were born on. With. Right. 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 So, um, from there I, you know, went to school, did the whole thing, graduated, got a job, uh, a marketing job for a fused beverage in Miami, loved it. Um, and then I moved on from there. Oh no, I got, um, we got laid off cause we had a, a merge. I got a severance package and I thought I'm going to go to New York and try to model. <laughs> 
So, I mean, partly my fault. <laughs> um, just tell me I can't do something. I'll be like, I'll prove you wrong. Um, so I took the money that I, that I, we got from the company, moved to New York and um, I just tried to model and all the agencies, no, 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 you're too fat. 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 And that's when the eating disorder really like kicked it into high gear um it the diet was ridiculous um I'll tell you a story not, it's not really a story but a man, uh, agency told me it was actually an agency that I had to connect with because and I'm sure you guys know how agencies work you don't really talk to a, a scout unless you have a connection or you go to an open call but you rarely get seen if you go to an open call so I had a connection had an appointment and I was like oh this is a time that it's probably going to happen because if you have a connection that means whatever so I go in and um, she's like, let me look at your portfolio. I'm going to bring it to the other scouts. I don't know why I'm giving her that accent, but <laughs> um, <laughs> she comes back and she's like, unfortunately, you're not what we're looking for. And I forget how we started talking about like the curves and all that. But I was like, I mean, well, look at Beyonce. She's, she's killing it. She had a huge billboard on 34th Street. And she goes, she looks at me dead in the eyes. She goes, yeah, well, you're not Beyonce. Wow. I said, I know, but, but if she could do it, I could do it. <laughs> and it was that same agency that, you know, she's like, have you tried to lose weight? And I said, yes, ma'am. And I left brokenhearted. Oh, wow. I, I had, I never wanted to quit as bad as that day. I was always battling with my weight. It wasn't very steady. I still wanted to, you know, make it in the industry, but I was still working to pay bills and, um, I did a, a CrossFit race or not a CrossFit. We did an event for muscle milk and it was, um, a CrossFit, like one of those, like, um, like adventure races. And I wasn't planning on doing it, but the guy, the, like our contact, like, go oh, jump in. And I said, oh, okay, sure. So I did it. And there was a guy behind me that after we finished the race, he comes up to me and says, you inspired me to, to keep going and to not stop. And I said, well, that's weird. I don't, I mean, I was just doing what I was doing super long story short. He was a trainer for Equinox and he reached out to me and he, and he was like, Oh, Equinox is hiring. And I was like, I'm not a personal trainer. Like I, and he's like, Oh, but you know, they put you through schooling and the whole thing. And it was at this time that I, I was like sick of my crap. And I was like, I need to get in shape, like for me to feel good. And, and of course to be skinny, like I was still like, a little bit not the healthiest at that point, but I did a six week bodybuilding.com challenge and I planned out all my meals. I planned out all my exercises and I stuck to the plan for the six weeks and I posted a before and after on my Instagram. And I, I was like terrified to post that picture because I had never shown anybody like now I don't care. I show anybody like, uh, this is how I look like not flexing. <laughs> like I, Cause I'm like numb to that. Like it doesn't define me anymore. Right. Mm. So I posted that picture and my Instagram kind of went crazy. Like that's how everything kind of started. And this is before like influencers were a thing and all of that. And so I started getting messages like, Oh, what did you do? What did you do? And I said, I'm just a girl that followed a plan that like, I don't, I can't tell you what to do. But a lot of people started asking me questions. And at the same time, this guy reached out about Equinox and I said, that'll be fun. Like I was working at a warehouse by myself and I, like to thrive off of people so I was like maybe it's time for a career change and in my head I was like oh I'd have time to model 
because I'm so skinny now. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, never got signed. It was around that time that I also started my YouTube channel because I thought if nobody wants to give me an opportunity, I'll create one for myself. I love it. So, right. so I did that and that's when it kind of started like, like I started growing socially, my Instagram and stuff. And it was all fitness based at that time. Like I wanted to show you how to work out. You're not going to get fat or be a man if you like lift weights. It's the whole thing. And then my um, husband and I decided to move to New Hampshire because New York was just too expensive. We weren't enjoying it and we were trying to make a smart decision. <laughs> and so we moved in with his family in New Hampshire and I was like, oh my God, New York, my love. Um, and I took that time to kind of work on my YouTube and kind of grow that. And that's when I started doing um, like the fitness challenges. At this point, I was a certified trainer. Um, and honestly, that's how it all happened. Like, here we are, fast yeah. forward. And that's amazing. It, it's been a crazy ride. And I was getting emotional when Alicia read the intro because you forget how far you've come. You know, right. until you stop and you think about all the rejection and <laughs> all of the rejection that led you to where you are now. Yeah. And I love how you Thank mentioned you. that you. people weren't giving you an opportunity. So you created it. And yes. that's so beautiful. And I hear so many stories like this about people who just the doors kept closing for them, but they were guided to open their own door. And here you are now yeah. where you've helped hundreds of women and you are this force that people look up to. And so that's really amazing. So with Thank everything you. that you've done and accomplished in this wellness space and, you know, thinking about your family and your upbringing, have you helped? Has this helped your family or people from your community, you know, adopt better habits? When I think about just what you're doing and your background, I think you mentioned Dominican-Palestinian and yeah, how has your journey helped the people around you? Well, it's, <laughs> I feel like all the trainers will, will relate to this. Like your family is probably the hardest to help. Like if you're not a paying client, unfortunately, it's, people don't take it as serious. However, I will say that there are some things that my family has adopted. My dad, primarily, he has a couple of health issues, anxiety, a little bit of depression. Um, and I just mentioned, I'm like, meditate. He's atheist. But I, I can't be like, pray, because he's like, oh, little Mark. And he's just very hard headed. So instead of I'm trying to like, like nudge it in a way where he doesn't get defensive about it. So I, I just suggested meditate, you know, when you can't sleep, meditate. And I and it, he does it now. And I mean, he'll send me meditations and I'm like, you're cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love but it. Also, but it's also just people that you encounter, people that you don't like, not the, not the big stories, not the people that follow you on Instagram, but it's the way you live your life that people, you know, the people that you don't think you're impacting are the ones that you actually impact. Your story is really, to me, it, it, it moves me in so many different ways. Cause I think we've all faced rejection in some sort of oh, way. Yeah. I'm curious about you. How would you describe your wellness practice? I will journal. I do a mix of, I don't know if you've heard of the morning pages. It's from a book called The Artist's Way. And um, she said morning pages is just writing out three pages, front and back, just whatever comes out. And I was like, I, I, uh, what does that mean? And it's literally whatever comes out. Like she says, like, if you want to write, I don't know what to write. 
keep writing that something's going to come out. And the goal of that is that you're writing, you're like essentially throwing up all of your, like your doubts, your questions, your, right. and that ends up happening. I didn't mean for it to happen, but I started like writing things that I was thinking that I wasn't even knowing that I was thinking. And it was, it just releases all that doubt and it gives you for a more productive day. Typically I like to work out in the morning because if, if we're being a hundred percent transparent, if it doesn't happen in the morning, it's probably not going to happen. So I like to do that in the morning, whether it be a 20 minute workout or 30 minute workout, um, and then get ready for the day. Thank you for sharing that. It's good. It's a similar, we love a good journaling practice. That's something we talk about all the time on this show, just gratitude lists, journaling practice. How about meditation? Is that something that you implement as well? Not necessarily a morning routine, but overall. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Either we'll do it in the morning and meditation for me is praying and then sitting in stillness. And then um, at night when I cannot sleep, one thing that I used to do is I would listen to um, yoga nidra, which is a sleep meditation. And uh, there was an app, uh, Insight Timer, completely free, and they have the best um, yoga nidras. And I would do that. But now I I just want to be in the habit of praying more because like I mentioned in the beginning, I would pray only when I needed something and I want to pray not when I need something. So I, I pray at night and that becomes kind of like my meditation as well. What prompted you to post that photo on Instagram mm. of your body, of the transformation? So I posted a picture of my body in a way that I would never normally post because I'm, you know, we're over critical. Like my legs look a little bit big there. I have a little bit of cellulite, but I did that on purpose because again, I wanted somebody to see that picture and see that it's not perfect and see that I'm, that I still love it. Do I, do I have beautiful days every day? No, I, there are days that I'm like, I really wish I was skinnier or I wish my legs didn't look like this. But the beauty is that this is a, an ever-evolving progress. It's not, it's not like you're going to go, I'm fixed. I love my body every single day. That's not how it works. And um, I just don't want a girl to ever feel the way I felt. I want a girl to see herself because I never saw myself growing up or I never saw a, a version of myself, a girl with my body, a girl with a satellite, a girl with curly hair even. You know, right. I used to, you can ask Alicia, I used to straighten mine and her too. She, we used to straighten yeah. out her hair every single day because that, that was the pretty yeah. thing to do. Right. And now I barely straighten my hair, <laughs> you know? So I just wanted to be able to, to show a girl that you can have cellulite, you can have a little bit of a role. It, it, it's all beautiful. We just don't know it. And we mm-hmm. have to learn to love ourselves in each, in each phase of our life. It's so beautiful just how vulnerable you are. And to your point, your ability to share these photos and real photos and have real conversations about your body and the things you've gone through are helping other people because that's typically not what people use social media to do. They're only posting the absolutely perfectly curated, edited picture, and you're only going to see the very best version of them. And so by you keeping it real, that's amazing. And I know that you know, we feel the energy when we look at your content and we're like, she, Yami's living in her purpose. And I know you mentioned, you feel like you are sometimes, sometimes you don't, you know, there's this uneasiness of like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? But your happiness and how you even explain and Mm. speak about everything, 
you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I do really believe that your purpose can evolve. I think that your purpose can evolve and you're in a state where now you're starting your fitness brand, your workout apparel. So it's evolving, but it's still with the same purpose driven mission of helping women, which is beautiful. Yeah, I actually had an interview and they're like, how did you, like, why are you so passionate about fitness? And I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not passionate about fitness. Fitness is just a vehicle right now to help women feel their very best. It's not, it's not the fitness. Like I, again, being honest, I don't love to work out all the time. Like I know it makes me feel good. That's why I do it. But I'm not passionate about fitness. I'm passionate about women. I'm passionate about women's hearts. You mentioned you want women to look at themselves and see their self-worth and see how beautiful they are. What's your definition of beautiful? Oh, oh man. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. I think when someone just unapologetically themselves, Mm -hmm. because I mean, I, I don't know that I have like a standard of beauty. I think if you're just your, unapologetically yourself I think that's literally it when you don't care about what people think of you what they say about you because none of that matters like no (laughs) it doesn't but you also said in the same topic about the importance about women feeling self-worthy so can you tell us a little bit about what do you mean when you say self-worthy yeah it's just knowing that you belong in the room (laughs) oh it's knowing that you deserve what every (laughs) <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, well, that was good. I didn't even plan out. Um, <laughs> it's just remembering who you are. Like, how fortunate are we that I that we mm-hmm. get to do this? Like, how fortunate is it that I don't have to go to a nine to five? How fortunate is that, you know, COVID didn't really affect me? How how fortunate is that my husband is able to work through COVID and impact millions of lives through the church? You know what I mean? Like, I think if we shift our perspective on so many things, you know, mm-hmm. th- that would just honestly change our our world individually. It sounds like you just got to a place and said, you know what, hell with it. I yeah. love me for who I am. It sounds like you can look in the mirror and say, hey, I love me and all of me. You know, I still want to be on Sports Illustrated, but they started doing <laughs> open casting. And last year I um, got to top 60. And oh, that's yes, great heartbroken when it didn't happen more and more tears um I'm sure there's a video somewhere of me crying my eyes out but um (laughs) up leading to that I did (laughs) I did I just wrote on the mirror like um your story's not done like we always think that our story's done when something happens to us like this is it this is the end of it this is it but it's not yeah like we don't know what's just around the corner all it takes is one thing for everything Everything. to change Mm -hmm. for every single thing And I literally thought that I was going to be a Sports Illustrated model last year. It didn't happen. But what came out of that is knowing that I was just as able to be in that room with all those beautiful women. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think I left on such a high, but also on such a low. But I carried that with me because, I mean, I'm 34 years old and I lived most of my life in Mm self-doubt. And so, I mean, I still struggle with that now. But I think I have come to a place where I'm on the other side and it's not, the majority is not the self-doubt. It's more of, I just fall back sometimes, which, you know, happens to everybody. And you just have to remember who you are, whose you are and what you are able to accomplish. Yami, 
you mentioned that you, you felt like you lived most of your life in self-doubt until you got to a place pretty much where you are right now, where you're really living passionately and yeah. making a difference and loving who you are, curves and all, right? And so if you had the knowledge that you do now, um, you know, the faith that you have, the belief that everything's going to work out and that you are capable and this confidence that you have, if you had this at a younger age, how would it have impacted your life? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. I'd be, I'd be in a different world because I, I actually, so again, this past week was really, really rough and I had never thought to do this, but I picked up my phone, turned it into the video mode and I'm crying. And I wrote my, or I recorded a message for myself. Because I said, I know you're going to get through this. I'm going to get emotional. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know you're going to get through this. Just keep going. Stay focused on your vision and what God has placed in your heart. And I know it's going to come to pass. It just takes a long time. (laughs) Like I tell Taz, like I joke around, like everything happens so slow for me. And so to answer your question, I think that if I was who I am now it would have happened a little bit quicker you know what I mean I think and I think everyone has that power we just have to um it's gonna sound so cliche I I didn't plan this we just have to get out of our own way (laughs) 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 because sometimes we're the biggest we're the biggest blessing blockers like we need to get out of our own way because you know, the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome is a real thing. Uh, that's actually where I wanted us to go. <laughs> so, I wanted yes. us to get to the place of, Angelina and I, we created this show as a space yeah. to have conversations that yeah. can inspire other people because we, and we still continue to struggle with this, yeah. are constantly yeah. getting in our own way. It, yeah. To your point, when the timing doesn't line up. When it's not that specific door that didn't open, when everything doesn't show up the way it's on your vision board or that you have in your mind, it shows up in a different package or different way, or it's 10 years later, it still showed up, but you're just so impatient about it. And you want to control the timing of it, which is what we all try to do. And you sabotage it. Like you have to allow the universe to bring you your blessings. And all you can do, like you said, Yami, is putting the work have the belief and really just go after it because it will all happen in the way it's supposed to and as it's supposed to. And the timing is out of our control. That you have to surrender. The longer it takes, the bigger is the blessing. I I truly believe that you have to be equipped and ready and mature to be able to sustain the blessing. You are making such a big difference, Yami, and which is the reason, which is such an honor to have you on this episode all that you're doing in the community, outside of that community, it's it's remarkable. And to hear Thank your you. story, how it all led here makes perfect sense, which I can't wait to witness how your rest of your story unfold because I just Absolutely. have a, a belief that it's going to be bigger than you can even imagine right now. Yeah, but I was going to piggyback on that and say, again, to Angelina's point, that you don't realize, and sometimes you spoke about it a little bit too, Yami, the people you're impacting just... Mm-hmm at a micro level 
And even with us creating this, this is my first time creating my own anything. You know, I've always worked for other companies. I've always done everything. And when I was in the process of eliminating my own fears of creating MOTW and thinking to myself, am I even capable of doing this? Who's going to want to listen to me? Do you know, like all the doubt that comes in. I, mm. I took a moment and I thought about who are the people around me that I know that have gone after something and just tried, you know, just that I have this belief. I'm supposed to do this. I'm going to go after it. And you were on that list. And I was like, you know, I remember when Yami was making that transition and she wanted to follow her heart and you walked away from corporate America and you went and look at where you are today. And so it may feel like it was forever ago and that it may not have impacted other people. And I remember, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, my gosh, like she never gave up. And she continues to go, even if the door closes or the door doesn't open up, she continues to go. And that's so inspiring. So you may not even realize it, (laughs) but you inspired me as well and gave me that little extra nudge of like, I know people who have gone after it and they're doing it and they are happy and they're living in their purpose. And it's amazing. And that was the inspiration I needed to get this off the ground as well. So tell us a little bit about your companies and the mission behind all of them. Yeah. So the one company is just, I just coach. So it's just Yami LLC. I'm just a personal trainer and I help women just reach their goals, whatever that may be. Um, And it is, you know, a lot of women come to me like, I want to lose weight. I'm like, okay, great. But it's, I have this thing, it's called mind, body, soul. So I believe that it's more than just eating and working out you have to work on the inside so um I work with women to to just have have them and I don't want to say get their life back but they just feel like they did do that when they take care of themselves put themselves first they generally get their life back right and so that's one and then the other one is Lavavi and that is my activewear line and we're introducing swim next which I'm so excited about which is interesting because I, I think back, I'm like, if you would have told me that I was going to create a bathing suit line, I would have been like, <laughs> are they t-shirts? Because that's what you used to wear. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm really, really excited about this next launch because we have always been um, purpose-driven. We started with wanting to get back to the community. It actually started in New York City and it started as like a screen printing um, company. And super long story short, we actually got a cease and desist letter from Mark Jacobs saying stop using our logo and I said oh my god baby we made it (laughs) Um, but I was like we we didn't even have like 2,000 followers at the time we were just literally screen printing t-shirts and um they just said stop using the logo which is weird because we have the trademark by the way um but I just took that time and I said you know what I'm not really passionate about screen printing t-shirts so I took that time to kind of rebrand it and I was like let's try activewear I didn't go to school for design. Like what? Why? Why? I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I started sketching leggings and a crop and it took three and a half years until our first launch, which was last year. Um, but Lavabi means lifted in lion and we still give back to feeding America. So a dollar at each, um, item sold goes to feeding America to help families in need. But what I'm really excited about for this next launch is that I'm kind of not rebranding, but I'm kind of taking Lavabi in a more sustainable approach. So we're going to only use sustainable fabrics and recycled fabrics. Everything's going to have a purpose in what we do. And um, 
I, I heard this quote once that said, the um, we know that clothes can't change the world, but the women that wear them can. And I got thinking, I was like, yeah, that's great. But like, why can't the clothes change the world with the women? Mm. So, you know, I, the more that I'm in this industry, I'm like, wow, the fashion industry kind of sucks in terms of like pollution and all of that. So if we can make a difference in helping out, then why is it going to be a lot harder? Heck yes. But again, I, I have, I was convicted and, you know, I might be taking the long way. But I believe that if we are putting good out into the world, good will come back. Mm-hmm. And yes. so, um, yeah, I have I have big plans for Lavabi. I want to do men's at some point. But um, right now it's slow and steady. <laughs> it's amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank That's you. huge. That's thank huge. Thank you. I love thank it. you. Thank you. And I saw the pieces. It looks so it looks very, very cute. I like that. Like cute. This is the next one. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> and and for the record, you are modeling. You are modeling yeah. now for your own. I company. am. So, I am. Look, I am. look at that. Yes, I know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, I years ago somebody asked me something, and I said, "Yeah, I want to be a model, but I want to be a role model more." Mm. And yeah, back in the day, like when I think about it, like why do you want to model? Like, does it really fulfill you? Or do you want to be like, oh, that's Yami, the model. You know what I mean? Is it like for vanity yeah, purpose and right, to say yeah. like you're a model? Yeah. Or is it like, are you really passionate about it? So, you know, I want to get to a point that I don't have to model my own clothes. I don't, I, I want someone to wear Lavabi, not because they know who me, because they, they think Lavabi is a good company. You know, I don't want to be, I want to make Lavabi something much, much bigger than me. I, it's not about me. I want it to just grow on its own. And I told Taz, or someone asked me, what do you think success is? And I honestly said, I want somebody to walk in front of me wearing Lavabi, not knowing who the heck I am. Mm. Because I know for a fact that the reason that I have sold as many pieces as I sold is because my community is amazing and they're just supporting me. Now, if I see somebody wearing and they're like, who are you? Like, oh my God, you don't know who I am. I'm blessed. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Because that that means that they've heard it through somebody else and somebody else loved it and they told you about it or whatever it is. So that's what I'm looking forward to is I want somebody to wear my clothes and not know who the heck. I am. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That's amazing. Yes. So, Yami, we lo- we're big readers. We love sharing books, favorite books, and would Ooh. love to know what's the most impactful book that you've read. Hmm. Honestly, the first one that comes to mind is um, I don't want to butcher her name. Portia Rossi is that Ellen's wife? Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Portia Rossi. I was brought to tears with just her journey of eating disorder and, you know, self-worth and it's a pretty old book. So, um, I read it while I was in New York going through that process. Mm. And, um, I, I don't really think about it much, but when someone asks what was the most impactful book that always comes up because I felt so much of me in her and it got to a point that I got kind of scared. I was like, I don't want to go like counting gum, like how much gum I chew, you know what I mean? And it, I know that it kind of shifted my my trajectory. So that's a book that I'm actually very thankful for. Mm. Um, you know, because she that. was vulnerable enough to share her her story. Oh. And she was able to yeah. impact, you know, and women through that. you. Unbearable yeah. lightness. A story of loss yes. and gain. Yes. Thank you. That Google game, girl. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what we'd do without it. I know. <laughs> so... Uh, Yami, before this interview comes to an end, we would love for you to 
share a favorite quote for us? Close us out. Yeah. So my favorite quote forever and ever will be for we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, yes. our, our present may look a lot different than what we know is going to happen. Um, and that has always been something that I, I hold very true to. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Yami. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Such an yeah. honor to have you on the show. Thank you Thank for everything. You. Thank you for sharing, Thank being you. vulnerable. And just the many lives that you're going to touch on this episode. We're, we're grateful for Thank that. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of MOTW. We hope you enjoyed the show. To find out more about Yami and her companies, visit moveoutheway.net to check our show notes. Have a great week, everyone.